yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Reveal Rob Show. I am, of course, surprisingly enough, your host, Reveal Rob, coming at you with a lot of news. And we got a whole lot of movies releasing this week in theaters. I'm going to go through all those bad boys as well. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw me post about them and all that stuff. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, this week, I'm returning to the movie theaters. It's going to happen, finally, after so much time away from theaters. Like, I haven't been to the theaters since... I can't remember the day. I tried to look on the Regal app to see my uh, last ticket, but they wouldn't give it to me. Damn it. But um, I know for a fact it was Back to the Future, so when they were doing like the reopening thing... Because remember, theaters closed last year, then they reopened, and they released like the $5 classic movies, and I went to see Back to the Future, and then I didn't make it back to the theaters after that, and then shortly after that, the uh, theaters closed down, and they've been closed. My theater just recently opened, I want to say a week ago, uh, so Spiral is going to be the first movie I get to see back in theaters, and I'm super stoked and excited about that, man. I got that feeling inside of me. Not like a feeling of when you're going to a theme park and you're super excited and all that, but kind of like going to... A concert and I'm super and you're super excited and you're like yeah I can't wait to go to this event that's me right now my man I can't wait to walk right back into a movie theater doors walk through those doors walk down the aisle and get to the movie theater can't wait man I'm super stoked and excited about that but we will talk more about that here in a little bit um but other than that what I've you know I like to talk about what I've been up to kind of what I do and not a whole lot <laughs> you know I feel like I say that every week I've been up to a whole lot uh you know I just I recorded two new episodes for the Patreons over on my Patreon. I have a Patreon. It's $4 a month. Get all kinds of content. And I uh, brought Flixit back. Flixit is officially back. Uh, that is the show where I watch the latest, newest Netflix films that have released, and I review them. Uh, this week, I talked about Thunder Force and Things Heard and Seen, or Things Seen and Heard. Still get the name of that movie messed up. Talked about those two movies. That is out on the Patreon now, and... I released a brand new show, a show that came to me completely out of nowhere, randomly, and I'm so surprised I didn't think about doing this show. It was one of the first things I ever did on Patreon, because I'm a huge fan. Uh, Stranger Things. I started a show on Stranger Things, the teaser. Uh, we got a new teaser for Stranger Things. We can leave the news off with that. A uh, new teaser for Stranger Things came out uh, since our last talk, and it's freaking awesome. Seems incredible. You know what? Might as well play it, right? All right, got that queued up. Here we go. children. How are you today? Good. I'm glad to hear because today I have something very special planned for you. man freaking still get chills watching that it's so awesome such a good teaser love the horror feel man love absolutely love that feel right there they're giving you a lot it looks like we're uh the teaser if you haven't watched it check it out um it looks like we are back in hawkins national laboratory 
and uh, they're looking at the kids when they're younger. Uh, my guess there is definitely going to be a flashback scene, probably Eleven doing her mind thing where she can uh, transport herself into certain places. Um, so I think that's what's going on there. Maybe it's just a straight-up flashback scene with Eleven, but um, people who want to study the teaser trailer more can do that. But I, that's my first thought when I saw the teaser is that it's it's her going back, her doing her blindfold dealio where she can go back, go and look at certain areas and everything. I think that's what that is. But overall, great teaser. And uh, back to the show, uh, it is a Patreon-exclusive show. I'm calling it Let's Get Strangers, obviously playing on the song that starts off on this show, Let's Get Twisted, um, where I just go through every episode of Stranger Things so far, go through each episode, talk in detail about scenes in the episode, and how I felt about the episode at the end. So, there you go, man. That's two new things right there on the Patreon. Um mentioned Spiral earlier. That's going to kick off soon with the Nightmare on Reveal of Street Season 2 Saw Games. That is starting uh, next week. Should be starting next week. Kicking it off with Spiral. So, again, come over. Give me some support on the Patreon. Be awesome. Um, other than that, you know how to find me. You're listening to the show already. You know how to find me. I don't need to tell you where to find this podcast. You're obviously listening. kind of seems to be against itself to be like hey you can find me on this podcast system or that podcast system guess what you're already listening to me if you're hearing me saying it guess what you're listening to me we're just killing time like me rambling right now about all that stuff killing time so that's all that was all right um let's see first bit of news we got for this oh other than that i hung up some posters this week get my two movie posters up the rob zombie halloween and harry potter and the sorcerer's stone and then i hung up my hhn posters i got three Posters that were from a um, last year's HHN Light event. They released some throwback stuff. So, got the Fright Nights one, the 92 one, and the 2000 one. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights 10 with Jack in the Jack in the Box thing. Awesome. And then the Stranger Things 2018 Halloween Horror Nights. So, that kind of ties in. talking about Stranger Things. Just then. Got those finally framed and hung up. Super excited to add to that collection. I'm definitely... It's one of those things... And this is on brand. It's in the notes about what the show will be. I will definitely talk Halloween Horror Nights on the show. I, um, last couple of years I've been to Halloween Horror Nights. I've always seen the posters. I'm like, those are really cool. And then I never get them. And then I end up being freaking super bummed that I didn't get them. And even they're hard as hell to find. Anybody that's a Halloween Horror Nights fan knows things are hard to find. And when you do find them, they are very upcharged. Um, so this year I got to make sure I get whatever poster I'm excited about and add it to the collection and not be one of those, oh, I'll get it later kind of deals. Got to do that for sure. Um, again, kicking myself, I should have got the Jack poster last year with all the different forms of Jack, but missed out on that. Um, did that. Other than that, I have, uh, I got Shudder. Love the Shudder service. If you don't have it, get it, especially if you're a horror fan. Just, it's a fantastic thing. And I've been watching, um, In Search of Darkness Part 1 before watching In Search of Part, uh, Darkness Part 2. Those are the, the documentaries about 80s horror films. Fantastic documentary. I've watched the first one before. Now I'm re-watching it again before I watch a new one, and I'm just writing down, Every single movie that pops up, man. So when that screen pops up where they show all these movies, writing it down. When they're talking about movies, writing it down. Freaking, if it's a random movie they talk about, writing it down. You know, I'm writing it all down, adding it to a collection. I like, I think I'm up to 1985. Not even, I'm at the beginning of 1985, and I've been, I started watching the show Saturday. So that just lets you know how much time I'm spending on meticulously going through everything that's on that screen and just writing it down to watch. Even if it's films I've seen before, freaking A, just put it on there. Also on Shutter, they have Eli Ross' History of Horror. So I'm going through those as well. I watch like a first hour of In Search of Darkness, and then once that's done, I move over to um, the first episode of Eli Ross' History of Horror. They're about the same amount of time um, for an hour, 
uh, you know, for In Search of Darkness, and then each episode of Eli Ross' History of Horror is about an hour, and they've got both seasons on there. So that's what I've been doing, man. I've been um, studying this weekend, if you if you will. So got that going on. Super excited, fun with that. And all right, what do you say? How about we jump into the news here? First bit of news that came out earlier today. Uh, as I talked about on a previous episode, Netflix has the rights for the next two sequels to the Knives Out films. Uh, the sequels for Knives Out, Knives Out, fantastic movie, check it out. Uh, Rain Johnson, of course, will be returning to write and direct. And Daniel Craig is reprising his role as Benoit Blanc. Um, it is now, we got our first bit of casting news on the first sequel, that Dave Bautista, who you may know for his wrestling career as Bautista, or you may know him as Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy, or continuous other things. I think he's in the next Bond movie. He's in the Dune movie coming out later this year. So he's got a lot of stuff going on, man. He's had a pretty successful movie career. He's in freaking um, Army of the Dead. Isn't I think that's the name of it, right? Army of the Army of the Dead. Yeah, Army of the Dead, the next Zack Snyder movie, which actually releases this week as well in theaters. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. But he's got a lot of stuff going on, and now we can just add to this to the list as. He is, I uh, joined the, the first sequel. No idea what this character is. Don't know who he's playing yet, but he will be starring alongside Daniel Craig for that first sequel. Um, more Dave Bautista news. He has said that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be the last time he plays Drax, as it is the last film on his Marvel contract. Uh, there were talks about, quote, there were talks about a while about a Drax and Mantis film. Bautista goes on to say it was really because it was James Gunn's idea. He really wanted to do a Draxon Mantis film. Mantis film. Mantis. Mantis film. He laid it out for me. I thought it was such a brilliant idea, but I haven't heard any follow-up from the studio. I don't think they're very interested, or it doesn't fit into the way they have things mapped out. But other than that, no. I mean, as far as my obligations, I've got Guardians 3, and that's probably going to be the end of Drax. Uh, of course, after this quote caught some attention, Batista was uh, and director James Gunn had some more chiming in to do. Batista going on to say, Drax isn't going anywhere. He just won't be played by this dude. By the time Guardians 3 comes out, I'll be 54 years old. For God's sake, face screaming in fear. I'm expecting everything to start sagging any second now. Uh, James Gunn went on to say, There's no Drax for me without you, buddy. You are the MCU's Drax, the Destroyer, and as far as I'm concerned, could never be replaced. You have the right to do whatever you want to do with your actual choices, which is 100% correct. Um, as far as a fourth Guardians film, James Gunn was non-committal, going on to say, quote, me, question mark, never say never, but I see Guardians 3 as the end of the Guardians story I started telling back with Volume 1. And being honest with you, I think James Gunn's probably done with Marvel for the foreseeable future. A feature, good lord, for the foreseeable future. He's got the Suicide Squad releasing later this year, and I think he's probably going to start doing more stuff on the DC side with J.J. Uh, Abrams, I think they're going to be teaming up and doing some stuff over there with D.C. So, I think, I think you know, it's a pretty fair thing to say that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 would be the end of James Gunn's run there. Remember, he was replaced at one point. They got rid of him because of old things he said on Twitter a long time ago that resurfaced. And, you know, there's a huge stink and people were like, no, we want James Gunn back. And even the actors wanted James Gunn back. So, they brought him back to do this third movie. I think they just did that out of you know, the demand from the actors and the fans and all that. I doubt they're going to try to keep him going, but we'll see what happens. I really think James Gunn's done, though. I think he's moved over to DC. 
Um, like I said earlier with Army of the Dead, Netflix has officially announced a partnership with Cinemark for the theatrical release of Zack Snyder's upcoming action thriller Army of the Dead. This marks the first Netflix film that will receive a wide release at a major theater chain. The Dave Bautista-led zombie pick is scheduled to arrive exclusively in theaters at 200 Cinemark locations on May 14th. That is this week as they're recording this episode. That is this Friday. Uh, followed by a streaming debut on May 21st on Netflix. And I will be reviewing that movie on Flix, <laughs> as well as another movie we'll be talking about later. That will be the double feature for the next Flixit episode. Um, let's see what we got here. Next news, Mad Mickelson was asked how he reacted when he was approached for the tentatively titled Indiana Jones 5. Uh, still can't believe they're making this movie, but hey, good on him. <laughs> good for you. Go ahead, do it. Uh, you gotta be passing that on in this movie, you would think. I think that was the idea the last movie didn't work too well. You gotta think they're passing it on in this movie. Um, I didn't know Mads Mikkelsen was in this, but he said, quote, I'm very, very excited about it. I rewatched Raiders of the Lost Ark the other day. It is so well done and so charming, and it's a great storytelling. So, yes, it's a great honor to be part of the franchise that I grew up with. I'm in a lucky position where they let me read the script before, and, yes, it was everything I wished it to be. So that was just great. The actor also discussed creating his character for Indiana Jones 5 and how his character is a collaborative effort. Effort? Effort. <laughs> Woo! Effort. Quote, I do think I'm invited in to create a character. I think that's everybody wants that, says Mickelson. That's why they pick certain actors that they think can come up with their certain things. And it will be a collaboration as it always is. The actor also discussed creating his character for Indiana Jones 5. Blah, 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 blah. Yep, there you go. So that was his uh, talk. This is just a little bit of Indiana Jones 5 talk. Not much still going on there. I think that movie is a couple years out, to be honest with you. But there you go. We got some Indiana Jones 5 talk on this bad boy. Let's see. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is still interested in playing Batman in the Flashpoint. If you remember, Jeffrey Dean Morgan played Thomas Wayne in Batman vs. Superman. Um, and the next Flash movie has always been rumored to be Flashpoint. Uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan hasn't quite given up on his goal of playing Flashpoint's version of Batman. He goes on to say, quote, I get asked about it a lot. I love the story of Flashpoint Batman. Who knows? Who knows with DC? Who knows with how these franchises work? I suppose I probably have another two or three year window, and then I'm going to be too old. There's no way... So look, I'm available. Everyone knows I'm available. I say I'm available. I've been saying it for five years. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they get something going there, man. Um, the Flash movie is currently in production. They're currently working on it. We pretty much confirmed that Michael Keaton is in the film now. It seems like Batfleck is in the film as well. So, I mean, they're definitely playing with the different Earths in this movie. Definitely could try to do a Flashpoint thing with this movie. So who knows? Maybe he is a part of this upcoming movie. Who knows? No idea. You know, but I mean, it would be cool. I mean, Jeffrey D. Morgan, talented dude, supernatural. Um, he was also in, he's in a lot of stuff, but you probably know him mostly recently for uh, The Walking Dead. His character's name is escaping me. I haven't watched The Walking Dead in a while. Negan. Negan. Um, he's fun as Negan. Um, so there you go. Let's see. Film, film adaptation of Rosaline. Rosalind, Rosalind, based on author Rebecca Surley's novel titled When We Were Mine, which is a modern take on the classic Shakespearean tale of Romeo and Juliet. According to Deadline, Golden Globe-nominated actress Caitlin Daver, Daver, Deaver, Caitlin Deaver, uh, who is in Booksmart, if you 
should know about that movie. If you don't know about that movie, what the fuck? <laughs> Go discover that movie. Fantastic movie. Good movie. Like that movie a lot. She also plays, uh, what's her name? Eve. Eve. Eve Baxter on, uh, Last Band Standing. That's the first thing I remember her from. But yeah, she's, she was in Booksmart, man. Good job in Booksmart. She's really good in Booksmart. She seems to be an up-and-coming actress and, you know, hey, Romeo and Juliet, that's always a big thing, right? So she's going to be in that. She's officially signed on to star in the project, which is being described as a comedic and revisionist take on one of the most famous love stories ever told. The film will give a modern twist on the love story of Romeo and Juliet, which will now be told through the eyes of Juliet's cousin, Rosalind, a sharp but idealistic young woman. I just said idealistic without freaking messing up. Check that out. Uh, who happens to be Romeo's recent ex. Uh-oh. Drama. What begins as an attempt to foil the famous romance and win back her guy becomes a journey of self-discovery as she ultimately works to help get the star-crossed lovers back together. Aww. Um, that should be fun, man. Why not? Romeo and Juliet. I'm into all kinds of movies, so I'll definitely check it out. And again, Caitlin Deaver. I'm probably messing her name up, but uh, she's a talented actress, dude. So I can trust her to um, provide a pretty good performance, so... We'll check that out. Doesn't look like it got a release date or anything for that bad boy yet, but it seems to be happening soon. Um, interesting take. Let's see. Tom Welling is open to playing Superman again as long as it is opposite Robert Pattinson's Batman. Or as I like to call him. Are you ready? Count it down with me. Five, four, three, two, one. Robert Pattinson. That's what he's going to be known as forever now. Uh, Tom Welling made his long-awaited return to Smallville to reprise his iconic role as Clark Kent for the second part of the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event recently. When asked about his potential return as the Man of Steel in a movie setting, Welling revealed that he's open to play Superman as long as it would be in a DC movie with Robert Pattinson's version of Batman. The actor thinks it would be fun to do due to his friendship with Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, I just read it so easily just then. All of that says Pattinson, but I just got it so burned in my head. It's like Pattinson, 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 Pattinson. That sounds like a freaking new age techno song right there, right? That Pattinson, 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 Pattinson. Uh, yeah, I think that would be cool, Welling said. My buddy Rob Pattinson, he is going to be the new Batman. I would love it. I would be fun to be the Superman that shows up in his movie just because he is a friend of mine. Who knows? Uh, sign me up. I, I didn't watch Smallville at all. Um, I mean, honestly, the first time I've seen his Clark Kent was in that Crisis on Infinite Earths. Maybe I need to revisit Smallville. I'm doing the DC TV shows for uh, Patreon eventually. The reason that hasn't come out yet is I still don't know how I want to go with that. I was thinking Arrow, Flash, uh, Batgirl, Supergirl, or Batwoman, excuse me, Batwoman, Supergirl, I kind of want to go through all the shows. I haven't watched them. And now there's even other shows. I think Superman and Lois is out. I see that every time I log into HBO Max. And um, I've never seen Smallville. And that show's highly loved. So who knows? I don't know what I'm doing with that show yet. And that's just a long way of saying I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing with that show. <laughs> so we'll, we'll give that time. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. It seems like you know DC is kind of just making movies at this point, And then probably the Flash movie is the start of something new. Uh, as far as universe-wise, so hey, why not? Why not? And I think Tom Welling hasn't worn the Superman suit yet, right? So what better way to do it than freaking debut that in a movie? On, come on, man, this writes itself. This is perfect. People love his freaking Superman. Like I said, he, they love that Smallville show, so I guess, is he Superman in that show? Or is he just Clark Kent? Because it says he never wore the suit, so... Just Clark Kent? <laughs> so people would freaking flip the freak out. Freak the freak out if... 
he showed up on the big screen as Superman in the suit and all that stuff. Do it, man. It writes itself and it'll bring you money. It will print money with this. Come on, man. Do it. All right. Something is moving from theaters to streaming. That is Sony's retelling of Cinderella starring Camila Cabello, who I am a fan of. I enjoy her music. I enjoy her voice. Uh, she is playing the classic princess, and this movie is slip, skip, slipping. Good Lord. Skipping its planned theatrical debut. The film will instead premiere on Amazon Prime Video later this year. Cinderella was written and directed by Kay Cannon, a former 30 Rock writer who is best known for creating hey, the Pitch Perfect franchise. Good franchise, man. Good trilogy. I enjoy those movies. enjoy those movies a lot. I haven't watched them in a while, but I do enjoy those movies. Uh, in this musical retelling of the classic fairy tale about an orphan who longs to meet her Prince Charming, uh, Billy Porter is portraying Cinderella's fairy godparent in Adina Menzel, who, of course, you know from uh, freaking that Adam Sandler movie that just came out. Um, uh, Jim, something Jim. Uncut Gems. There we go. I was about to say the Righteous Gems. I was like, you know, that ain't fucking it. <laughs> um, Uncut Gems. She was in that, or, you know, her as Elsa. You know, whatever. Let it go. Meh. Uh, she's playing the evil stepmother. The cast also includes Nicholas Glatzine as Prince Robert and Pierce Brosnan as King Rowan. Pierce Brosnan, busy man. He's playing Dr. Fate in. Uh, Black Adam movie. And Minnie Driver as Queen Beatrice. Uh, the original 1950 animated Disney film popularized the songs A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes in Bippity Boppity Boo. The upcoming version will feature original songs from Kabeu and Adina Menzel. Uh, Cinderella will be Kabeu's acting debut following her music career. The movie is described as funny and empowered. Cool. There you go. New Cinderella movie coming out. Um, I, don't, I guess it doesn't have any Disney ties. I think Cinderella is one of those things that's like free property or whatever that word is um, that could be used by other people other than Disney, which I don't know how that's possible. But, um, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, pretty much Disney doesn't own the right to Cinderella since it is a folktale. Disney just owns their version of Cinderella. And that's why we get so many Cinderella things. Like, I think those uh, Cinderella story movies aren't Disney either, right? So... Yeah, good on them, I guess. It's all freaking nonsense. Let's <laughs> just use the word nonsense. All right, moving on. Uh, orphan first kill news. This is, of course, the... Pre uh, good Lord. Um, this is the prequel. Orphan first kill is the prequel to the 2009 film Orphan, which you haven't seen that. Fucking see it, dude. Add it to the list. Watch that in uh, whatever movie I told you to watch earlier. Book smart. Watch both those movies. What are you doing? Um... The overall tone of the film has been teased by director William Brent Bell, saying, quote, the movie has a very childlike quality in some ways, but it's also extremely violent at other times. Because she's a violent psychopath, of course. Uh, the movie is turning out just awesome. Esther is the very romantic person who so much wants love, and then when she doesn't get it, a different side of her comes out. And it's brutal. So the movie really plays both of those sides really well, so it is a really big heart for her, but it's also has a real super dark side. We're right in the final stages of finishing the movie. Yeah, boy. Super excited about this. I'm glad they're working on this movie. Orphan is a movie that I randomly came across in uh, Walmart during, like, spooky season. During Halloween season, Walmart used to... I don't know if they still do this because I haven't been in Walmart in a while. But um, around that time, around Halloween time, they'll put out movies for, like, $5. And I saw Orphan. I'm like, fucking... This looks interesting. Grabbed it. Loved the movie. Fantastic movie. I was shocked and loved, shocked and loved that movie. Um, I haven't watched it in a while. I need to put that back on my list to watch as well. But definitely going to be 
cool that they're doing a prequel to this. I can't wait to see how this goes. They got the um, actress who played Esther in the first film back, so can't wait to see what they're doing with this. Um, Orphan First Kill, Lena Klamer, also known as Esther, orchestrates a brilliant escape from an Estopian, Estopian, Estonian, <laughs> Estonian psychiatric facility and travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. But Lena's new life as Esther comes with an unexpected wrinkle and pits her against a mother who will protect her family at all cost. Orphan First Kill, man. Can't wait to see this. Speaking of waiting, there's a movie that's been waiting for a lot of people to see that has never been released but is officially releasing. And that is George A. Romero's long-lost film, The Amusement Park. That will be coming to Shutter. The 60-minute film is actually a PSA on age discrimination that Romero was hired to make early in his career. It was filmed for TV but never actually released. Though not in the horror genre, it's George's most terrifying film, uh, his wife stated, and goes on to say it has Romero's unique footprint all over it. In the film, an elderly gentleman sets out for what he thinks will be a normal day at an amusement park and is soon embroiled in a walking nightmare the likes of which you've never seen. The amusement park premieres June 8th on Shutter. Can't wait, man. That's going to be fun. Glad I got Shudder, man. Shudder's awesome. I enjoy Shudder. Shudder's awesome. I haven't even fully discovered and freaking done a discovery of Shudder yet, and I freaking love it. Fantastic stuff over there. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, you know her as WandaVision. Um, well, you know her as Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. She was in WandaVision most recently. Um, she will be playing real-life ex-murderer for an HBO... Ah, good lord. Let me, let me, let me restart that. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen will play real-life ex-murderer for HBO from a book by Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, speaking of Shudder, Joe Bob Briggs does the does the show on there. <laughs> I forget what it's called. Drive-In or something. I've never watched it, but I know people talk about it every single time it happens on Twitter. And that's awesome, man. Cool. Good on him. I probably need to check it out at some point in time. But I know he's on Twitter, and he's also been, or he's on Shudder with this show, and he's also been in the In Search of Darkness thing. I've seen him a lot. Uh, let's see. The series. Oh, it's a series. Interesting. Um, the series centers on Candy Montgomery, a Texan woman who killed her neighbor with an axe. Uh, she did that by burying said axe and said neighbor 41 times. Holy fuck. Montgomery did all that because she was having an affair with that unfortunate neighbor's husband. Of course, Olsen will play the lead of Montgomery. Well then. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I married an axe murderer. Um, so yeah, that movie's coming, or that's a series, I guess it's a show. It's coming to HBO, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be on HBO Max at some point in time. Can't wait to check that out and see what we get there. Uh, Blake Lively, you may know her from Gossip Girl. Uh, she is set to lead a Netflix movie adaptation of the Lady Killer Dark Horse comic series. Um, that is according to Deadline. Liv Lively. Lively will also produce a project which is being adapted by Oscar winner... Diablo Cody, who you may know from Juno, and Lady Killer Lively will play Josie Schuler. Schuler, yeah, that's right. By all appearances, she is the perfect 1950s housewife, but when she's not catering to the needs of her family, she leads a secret life as a highly trained killer for hire. She really likes the second job, and her husband has no idea. Sign me up for it right now. That sounds fun, man. That sounds fun. I'm in. I am in, and it's on Netflix. Bring it on. All right, what we got here? 
the writer and director of Freaky are teaming up again for a young adult horror movie called Time Cut. The film is described as Back to the Future meets Scream. Holy fuck. Uh, that is uh, all the information we got as plot details are under wraps. Dude, Back to the Future is one of my all-time favorite movies and it's in the, my top ten favorite movies for sure. And I like Scream. So Back to the Future meets Scream, sign me up. Plus it's from the team that did Freaky. And Freaky is a freakily good movie. And so um, sign me up, dude. Add Freaky to the list if you haven't seen Freaky. Watch Freaky. What was the other movies? Booksmart and Orphan. Watch those movies. Good stuff. Um, those are my suggestions. Reveal it, Rob's suggestions. Those three, right there. I'll say it again. Uh, Booksmart, Orphan, Freaky. Do it. All right, let's see. After securing an official series order from HBO Max, Greg Berlanti's next DC series, Green Lantern, has officially found his first hero in the form of American Horror Story alum, Finn Whit Yeah, Finn Whitrock. Oh, yeah, that guy. I know that guy. Yeah, he's good. He's good in the freaking American Horror Story. Um, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Whitrock has successfully landed the leading role of Guy Gardner, one of the many Green Lanterns that will be featured in the upcoming superhero series. The outlet also noted that the casting for Alan Scott is expected to be revealed soon as the undisclosed actor is already in the final stages of negotiation. Uh, Whitrock's character is being described as a hulking mass of masculinity and as rendered in the comics an embodiment of 1980s hyper-patriotism. And yet, Guy is somehow likable. Uh, this marks the official live-action debut of Guy Gardner, who was created by John Broom and Gil Kane in 1986. Uh, the Green Lantern series will depict the adventures of a multitude of lanterns, including Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, and Alan Scott. Earth's first Green Lantern, who, true to the comics, is a gay man, and many more. The series will also include fan favorites such as Sinestro, and will also introduce new heroes to the ranks of the Green Lantern Corps. The official synopsis reads as Green Lantern reinvents the classic DC property through a story spanning decades and galaxies. Beginning on Earth in 1941 with the very first Green Lantern, secretly gay FBI agent Alan Scott, and 1984 with cocky alpha male Guy Gardner and half-alien Brie Jarda. <laughs> They'll be joined by a multitude of other lanterns from comic book favorites to never-before-seen heroes. Again, sign me up, dude. Green Lantern, into it. Um, the 2011 movie I've not watched in a while. 2011, right? Um, that's like the last Green Lantern. Well, not technically. Technically, we got some Green Lantern action in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um... Snyder Cut, yeah. So, cool, dude. I'm excited about it. I'm glad it's an HBO Max series and not like a CW series. I'm glad it's going to HBO Max. Hopefully all shows from the future will go to HBO. No shot at CW, but it's just easier for all the stuff to be on HBO Max. Um, I'm probably talking out of my ass. I'm like, all the stuff is on there now, man. You can watch the Flash new episodes on there now, right now. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't checked. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. 100%. Um, something else I'm into... Freaking love me some Selena Gomez. I've said it a couple times on the show. Future wife, probably. Not really. Of course not. But Selena Gomez is set to star in a movie called Spiral. Not the Spiral that's coming out this week. Um, the movie is described as the story follows a former social media influencer whose addiction to social media is causing her body to literally fall apart. 
the film is currently being shopped to many streamers. So this movie is going to be like a straight to streaming deal. So maybe Netflix or HBO Max or something like that. Um, fine with it. You know, sounds interesting enough. Uh, I mean, media, social media influencers, I'm sure that's going to be a plot point for a lot of movies going forward. And again, I'm a Selena Gomez fan, so why not? Bring it on. Can't be too bad, right? Can't. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, freaking interesting enough plot, right? Freaking social media influencer whose addiction to social media is causing her body to literally fall apart. It sounds like an episode of Creep Show, doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of sounds like some museum on Creep Show. Or Tales from the Creep. Um, let's see. Stay Alive 2? Possibly happening? Maybe? Awesomely? Hopefully? Uh, Stay Alive director William Brent Bell says, as far as the sequel goes, absolutely. Coming a yeehaw. Uh, we've been talking about that for a while. People just have a warm spot for this movie. We all knew it was ahead of its time. The studios didn't understand the video game aspect. They didn't understand the importance of it and how it can play as a story element. It didn't just have to be window dressing. With today's AI and augmented reality, that kind of stuff is blending in video game reality for real. So yeah, we definitely want to bring that sequel to life. And this is my favorite part of the quote. You ready? This is my favorite part of his quote. It's a priority. Freaking, I'm saying it again. Comedy, yeah! I am so excited about that, man. Stay Alive, kind of like I mentioned with Orphan earlier, was one of those movies that I saw and I just picked up and watched and have been freaking in love. I still got the DVD over there. Yeah, DVD, not Blu-ray. Still got the DVD over there. Freaking, ugh, ugh, I'm excited about that, man, it's been, what, 15 years? So excited, I like that movie a lot, I like Stay Alive a lot, probably one of my all-time favorite horror movies, and as for the moment, I got so many horror movies written down already that I need to check out and watch again, but, um, I really do love Stay Alive, love that idea, you die in the game, die in real life, that's a really fun, fun idea, and, you know, I had a huge crush on Sophia Bush at the time so that made it easy to watch the movie as well but I'm super stoked and excited that they're they're bringing it I mean they're obviously working on it I mean he just said it's a priority um so sequel goes absolutely it's a priority so I'm excited about that man I can't wait to see what happens with this what they do with it I'm trying to remember the ending of that movie if I remember the ending of that movie correctly spoiler alert um for a 15 year old movie <laughs> um the game gets out there so pause for a little bit of effect to let people come back do you hear my voice again here we go so i'm excited man i can't wait to see another stay alive i i, I yeah bring it on bring it bring it on all right and final bit of news today uh we got a first another look at the conjuring the devil made me do it kid looking like he's getting freaking pretzeled if you know what that means <laughs> he's getting freaking twisted and all that stuff that I can't wait for that movie, man. That's my highly most anticipated movie of the year, and I cannot wait to see that movie. That's probably going to be the movie that finally knocks Zack Snyder's Justice League out of number one for me. But I can't wait. I've loved that whole universe and what they've done over there with those films. I, I'm so excited for The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, wish I could say I'm as excited about this next thing, but I... I um, Vaguely interested. Uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage trailer was released today. Alright, so yeah. Why not, uh, let's go ahead and play that trailer that dropped today for Venom, Let There Be Carnage.
say either, you can say either, I say neither, and I say neither, either, neither, neither, let's call the whole thing off, ta-da, catch up, excuse me, Good evening, Eddie. Hey, Mrs. Chen. Good evening, Venom. Mrs. Chen. He says hi. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. I've been thinking about you, Eddie. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number. Because you and I are the same. Every decision we ever make. Protecting me? I am happy to eat, Mrs. Chen. No, no, you cannot eat, Mrs. Chen. What? Nothing. Alright, there was the trailer, and it's the third time I've watched that trailer today, and still does basically almost nothing for me. Um, not a big fan of the other Venom movie. I was, pro I was planning on watching it before this watch, but it's not on any streaming services. I don't really want to pay to watch it. Um, <laughs> just being honest. So... Of the trailer, at first I thought that was Arnold Schwarzenegger doing Venom's voice. I'm like, hey, yeah, cool, man. They got Arnold for it. Apparently it's not. <laughs> Apparently it's Tom Hardy. Uh, so missed opportunity there. But, I don't know. I mean, Andy Serkis is the director of this one. So, I mean, that's promising. Woody Harrelson should be awesome. So, there's issue. I, I mean, I can't judge the movie without seeing it, obviously. I have to see the movie first before I can really give full opinions on it. But based on trailer alone, it looks a lot like the... The first movie, which I wasn't a huge fan of, so probably a little bit of worry there going into this movie. But hey, again, I haven't seen it, so we'll see what happens as far as this movie goes. As far as synopsis, don't ask me. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm looking at IMDb right now. It says, Plot Unknown, sequel to 2018 film Venom. So there you go. Uh, the movie is releasing September 24th, 2021 in the U.S. of A. It's an action horror sci-fi movie, so... There you go. We'll see what becomes of this movie with its introduction of Carnage. And that will be the pausing point. Do I want to pause? Eh, you know what? How about no pauses this episode? Why not? Let's just straightforward this episode. Um, so I mentioned earlier, talked about movies that are releasing this week. And I'm super stoked and excited to be returning to the theaters myself this week. So 
Kicking it off, we have Spiral from the Book of Saw. This is the ninth Saw film uh, in the Saw franchise. We'll be starring Chris Rock and... How did his name just blank on me? The guy that's in every single... Samuel L. Jackson. How the hell did his name just blank on me just then? Um, it's going to be interesting to see Chris Rock in this kind of movie. And can't wait to see how that goes. Again, this will be... I will be reviewing this on... My Patreon, first episode of Nightmare Review of Street Saw Games. Uh, Spiral is hitting theaters the 13th of this week. Is doing the Thursday preview release, like most new movies normally do. So if you get a chance to go see that, do it that night. If not, it is releasing fully on the 14th, which is this week, this Friday, um, as of recording this episode. So uh, the movie is rated R. It is a crime horror mystery. It runs about an hour and 33 minutes. Synopsis for the film is working in the shadow of his father, Detective Ezekiel Zeke Banks, and his rookie partner take charge of an investigation into grisly murderers that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly entrapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. Spiral, man. I'm excited. And again, this is going to be my first movie back to theaters. I can't wait to talk about that next week. Um... And I'm interested in this movie. I'm very interested to see how this movie goes. Like I said, this is going to be a different kind of take from Chris Rock. I know he's done more than comedy, but he's mostly known as a comedic actor. And I personally know him mostly for, of course, stand-up comedy. So, going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, also releasing on the 14th, we've got Those Who Wish Me Dead, starring Angelina Jolie. The movie is rated R. It is an action drama thriller. Runs about an hour and 40 minutes. That movie will be in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. Uh, the synopsis for this movie is a smoke jumper and a 12-year-old boy fight for their lives as two assassins pursue them through the wilderness. Um, very interesting movie. That will be the movie I review next week on this show. So stay tuned for that. Uh, again, that is on HBO Max and in theaters same day. So there you go. That'll be the review for next week's episode. Uh, the Woman in the Window, that is starring Amy Adams, right? Yeah, Amy Adams. Um, the movie is rated R. It is a crime drama mystery. It's one hour and 40 minutes, and that will be on Netflix. Freaking now I'm second-guessing myself. It's Amy Adams, right? Yeah, Amy Adams. And Julianne Moore. And Gary Goldman. And Anthony Mackie. Pretty decent cast, man. Um, that, again, will be on Netflix this week. Uh, let's see, agoraphobic Dr. Anna Fox witnesses something she shouldn't while keeping tabs on the Russell family, the seemingly picture-perfect clan that lives across the way. Kind of, um, Rear Window reminiscent. Rear Window, that is an Alfred Hitchcock movie. You haven't seen it, added to the list of movies I told you to see it earlier. <laughs> um, there you go, four movies. Just took care of the next month for you right there. Um, however you watch movies, I'm sure you watch movies. If you're anything like me, you watch movies more than just one a week um so there you go that movie seems interesting i'm definitely interested in that that will be on the flixit show on my patreon so there you go that movie's gonna be reviewed on flixit as well as army of the dead that will be the double feature for flixit's the next flixit episode um both of them come out this week so cool i can do a flixit episode pretty soon um and again that is patreon exclusive come i mean just four dollars helping support a guy what's the problem uh let's see we got profile which is rated r that is a mystery thriller one hour 45 minutes uh, that movie will be in theaters. It is about an undercovered British journalist who risks her life by infiltrating militant extremist groups online. 
Now watch the trailer for that one. I posted the trailer on my Facebook page. Um, I don't do much with that page, but today I just posted all the trailers for these movies. So if, if you got Facebook, you can go over to my Facebook page, review it, Rob. Post all the trailers for these movies on there. Uh, you can check them out. Pretty interesting. That movie looked interesting, for sure. I'm um, not 100% sure how to pronounce this. I'm just going to go with the Django pronouncing, because, you know, with Django Unchained, it's D-Django. <laughs> uh, this movie is uh, D-Djin, so I'm guessing the movie is just called The Djin. Uh, it's rated R, horror thriller, one hour, 22 minutes, not long at all. Uh, this movie will be in select theaters and on video on demand. Uh, the movie is about a mute boy who becomes trapped in his apartment with a sinister monster after making a wish to fulfill his heart's greatest desire. Damn, dude, what kind of great desire is that? <laughs> um, that movie looked good, too, from the trailer, so I'm definitely interested in that one. Um, I wrote Rider, Raider of Justice. This is Rider of Justice. Uh, this movie is not rated, from what I can see. Uh, that is, of course, according to IMDb. Uh, all this information, guys, from IMDb. So, uh, Riders of Justice is not rated action, comedy, drama, one hour, 56 minutes. Is that the longest movie on this list? Yeah. Yeah, that's the longest movie on this list. One hour and 56 minutes. Uh, this movie sees Marcus returns home to care for his daughter when his wife dies in a tragic train accident. However, when a survivor of the wreck surfaces and claims foul play... Marcus suspects his wife was murdered and embarks on a mission to find those responsible. Cool, man. Interesting enough. And the final movie I got on the list here is a movie entitled Finding You, which is rated PG. It is a drama romance and is one hour and 55 minutes. So I, nope, just by one minute, it's under. Um, this movie is about a violinist. Violinist, not a violent person. A violinist. It's one of my favorite parts of Seed of Chucky, by the way. He's like... <laughs> Violins, violins, violins. <laughs> it's so great. Ah, that movie sucks. Nah, that movie doesn't suck, but that movie is ridiculous. Um, see the Chucky. I'm not telling you to put that on your list. Do a whole Chucky marathon and then you'll be able to watch that movie. Uh, so violinist Finley Sinclair travels to an Irish coastal village to begin her semester studying abroad. At the bed and breakfast run by her host family, she encounters Beckett Rush a handsome actor who's filming another installment of his medieval movie franchise. As romance sparks between the unlikely pair, Beckett ignites a journey of discovery for Finley, transferring her heart, transforming her heart, her music, and her outlook on life. Oh, it's a romance movie. Uh, it fits so well into the, all of these horror movies I just talked about. Um, but yeah, there you go, man. Those are all the movies releasing this week. I will probably see all of them, if I can. Um... But definitely seeing Spiral this weekend. That is without a doubt happening. Those Who Wish Me Dead, that is without a doubt happening. And The Woman in the Window is all without a doubt happening. Um, I might even check out Army of the Dead in theaters. Who knows? Um, but there you go. Those are the movies releasing this week. It's good to talk about this, man. It's something I planned on talking about on my show before. But since we've been going through all these stupid times and theaters being closed and unable to do any talk of these things, here we are now. Movies are officially kind of coming back and things are finally officially hitting theaters again so i can definitely talk about this stuff more often and honestly it helped this week because i didn't have anything to review because i've been watching documentaries all weekend so that's on me um i saw my buddy chad who's a huge supporter of the show he was watching tenant and that reminded me i still need to see that movie so that that's going to be um a review i almost thought about doing it for this episode but i'm like isn't that movie like over two hours long and i don't feel like watching that right now um so tenant eventually i'll end up seeing but next week's episode will be 
uh, review for Those Who Wish Me Dead. Again, that is in theaters and will be on HBO Max this week, uh, the 14th, as of recording this episode. Uh, Spiral, the review for Spiral, will be on Patreon. That is a Patreon exclusive. will be the first episode of Nightmare on Review at Street Season 2, Saw Games. And uh, The Woman in the Window as well as Army of the Dead, those will be the next two films I review for the next Flixit episode, which is also a Patreon-exclusive show. So, again, Patreon, $4 a month, all this stuff going on over there, plus the Stranger Things show, plus an HHN show in development, plus maybe a DC television show in development. Um, two other shows in development right now that I have logos being made for. A lot of stuff going on on that Patreon, man. $4 a month, all this content coming at you. It's a freaking steal for y'all. But uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Um, I didn't play, normally always play the Haunters podcast uh, trailer, or promo, not trailer, uh, promo during the show. So definitely check out Haunters podcast. Check out um, their show, great show. Didn't want to take a break this week because, you know, I didn't really, didn't didn't call for it. So that is this week's episode. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time. Let me know what you thought of um, the Venom trailer. If you've seen any movies this weekend, let me know what you thought without spoiling anything, please. Um, but that'll do it for this week's episode. Hope all, all of you have a great rest of the week whenever you're listening to this. Great rest of the night. Great rest of the day. Great rest of the, um, everything. Thank you so much for joining me. I will talk to all of you beautiful people next week. And as for this episode, it is at a close. And I remind you that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.